0: I would say the vast majority of humans that I come into contact with are usually under. They're usually under in what they believe is possible for themselves. And if you don't believe it, you're not gonna take action on it. And if you don't take action, you're not gonna get certain results.
1: You can sit there and think you're an athlete all day. And maybe that's true relative to where you used to be. But until you go and actually get on the field, you're not gonna be able to manifest that into reality. And you're not gonna get the humble pie you need or the confidence you need. I
2: still feel there is something I have yet to identify holding me back. What is your advice on how I can dig deeper to find what it is?
0: Uh,
2: what
1: I just did right there. Close your eyes and, and search. Just think. We, uh, I do this all the time. Uh, I'm ver- and you talked about this in Book Club recently, Brandon. You talked about how your brain's always going and you're you've been doing a mile a day every day and you get runners high and you're just always contemplating. Contemplation is the answer. The only wrong answer is to stop searching. That's it. The only wrong answer is to stop searching. I I've come to breakthroughs that took me decades. I'm not even kidding. Like some of the frameworks we've created at NLU, I don't want to oversell them, but they're they're decades in the making. I've had breakthroughs of like, how did I not know that before? Even something as simple as self-worth and self-belief are different. Like I didn't realize that until I was 31, right? But I always contemplated, always contemplated. And honestly, Emilia is the one who got me to realize that. But yeah, I would just say, keep searching. The only wrong answer is to stop searching. And it, it takes intentionality. You have to actually ask yourself the tough questions. You have to actually put yourself in situations where you're constantly thinking. Um, the, the CEO of LinkedIn has, I think, an hour per day in in his calendar to just sit there and think and i'm not necessarily saying you should do that but in. 15 20 minutes yeah I kept saying <laughs> eight hours a day i just, just think uh, <laughs> i just think three hours <laughs> just <laughs> thinking funny which is why i said i don't necessarily recommend <laughs> that but uh you do you do need to put conscious intentional thought into things and i think asking tough questions listening
0: to podcasts uh, is important Yeah, I would say create an influx of awareness. An influx of awareness will give you... It's weird because you might not have the awareness, the piece of awareness that you need yet to realize that you don't know what you need to know. And to Alan's point, when you learn stuff, it, it hits certain parts of your brain. It hits certain things that you don't realize need to be hit and then it can create some sort of breakthrough. So you might not know the answer yet, so you have to go out and learn. And again... Is it going to be in the first book or the first TED Talk or the first podcast episode you listen to? Probably not. But will you pick up on stuff that allows you to connect the dots? Yeah. I think it's probably an influx of information, an influx of awareness will help you break free stuff that you don't realize is even stuck. AKA listen to NLU. NLU every day. (laughs) So if you do seven hours of just think, take an hour and listen to NLU and then your day is good. You got a good day right there.
2: A real quick, a shameless plug too. if you get a coach that can help you immensely Mm -hmm. and Kevin and Alan are the best at that, I believe. So,
0: Appreciate you, brother. Appreciate that very much. Go to Alan. Venmo you you later. I'm joking. Unless you want (laughs) podcast help. If if you want life help, go to Alan. If you want podcast help, come to the kid. But seriously, real quick, I thought of this.
1: So I'm getting a therapist and I'm encouraged I'm encouraging everyone to consider that. Emilia has this awesome therapist and I was thinking about what modalities. So there's cognitive behavioral therapy, internal family systems, and acceptance commitment therapy. So ACT, CBT, and IFS, I believe. And the important ones for me are the ones that I'm not as good at. CBT, I'm really quite good at. Uh, It's the ACT that I'm going to focus on. But what's my original point? To answer the original question, if you get a therapist or a coach, that's going to help you contemplate because it's 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 a full call about you. I don't think I've ever really framed it this way. It's imagine a call for a full hour where I'm just picking Kevin's brain, and he's I'm asking him questions to get him to come to his own breakthroughs. You, you don't underestimate the power of that. It's really, it's really quite quite amazing what can happen when it, there's an en- entire hour with someone asking you questions. I mean, Kev, you go on podcasts all the time. I mean, how many breakthroughs are you having? Yeah, all the time of answering questions you had never been asked before. So yeah, to, to Brandon's point. Definitely. Therapist, coach, for sure.
2: How does self-confidence play a role of holding me back?
0: Hmm. See, normally I would say it depends on who you are as a human being, but I would say one of two things. One, you either your confidence is either too high or too low. If your confidence is too high, you're not taking action. You're not getting humbled, and you're not proving to yourself that you need more challenges and more humility in your life. Brandon and I were talking about this in the, Alan, I think you are in the bathroom. And I said, the running every day thing. Like, how's that been? He's like, dude, it's so humbling. It's so humbling. It's great. You have to challenge yourself daily. So yeah, if if your confidence is over, you're probably taking a lack of action, which is creating a lack of results in your life, most likely. If you're under, you're not taking action, which is also also creating a lack of results. And you're missing out on a lot of opportunity. Again, most people that... And Alan, I don't know, you could speak to this at a different level, but I would say the vast majority of humans that I come into contact with are usually under. They're usually under in what they believe is possible for themselves, and if you don't believe it, you're not going to take action on it. And If you don't take action, you're not going to get certain results. And that fact right there is going to reinforce that you're not capable of doing. So usually I would say it depends on who you are as a human being, but you're either over or under, and the ultimate goal is to get to five. And action is going to be the cure-all. It just has to be the right amount of action for where you are. I was writing earlier, and
1: uh, in this article, I have my answers here, and it's, it's essentially piggybacking on what Kevin's talking about, which is this challenge skills sweet spot of your goals have to be high enough to where you're getting enough humble pie, but not so high that you're crushing your self-esteem. And it it really has to level up as you do, which is, again, next-level university. So this is, this is what I wrote earlier. First, don't just try things to try things. Make sure what you're trying is part of a larger strategy that maximizes your chances for success. Many people romanticize carefree wandering over intelligently contemplated chess moves. Think of a friend who's a lot of fun, but also a bit of a train wreck. Now think of a friend who's a little less fun, but a little more calculated and responsible. Who's more likely to achieve their goals and dreams? Second, try things within your challenge skills sweet spot. This is the part I wanted to read. If you're new in the gym, don't try bench pressing 225 pounds. Similarly, if you've been weight training for 10 years, don't stay at 10 pounds forever. In scenario one, you'll injure yourself. In scenario two, you'll get bored and barely improve. And it's really important. So lastly, always err on the side of massive action. This is really how you stay humble but also confident. Nothing grows on the fence. While choosing wise next moves is critical, taking consistent messy action is far more important. Massive messy action trumps waiting around for a better idea every day of the week. Nice. Thanks, brother. The writing's paying off. (laughs)
2: Thanks, man. How do you overcome the fear of losing control associated with not holding yourself back? One more time, please. How do you overcome the fear of losing control associated with not holding yourself back?
1: Kevin, did that land for you, brother? I think it's... <clears throat> and again,
0: no, no shame or guilt for no, whoever no, asked no. the question. I just don't think I fully understand I think the associated with not holding yourself back. One more time, B. Last time.
2: How do you overcome the fear of losing control associated with not holding yourself back? How do you overcome the fear of losing control? Yeah, I mean.
0: I don't know. I genuinely don't know. Um, I think it depends on what you're afraid of losing control over or from.
1: I don't know if I have anything on that one. Yeah.
2: Okay. We it, can. Yeah. That's fine. We can move on to the next one.
0: If whoever wrote it, if you're if you're alive, re rewrite it, maybe in like a step. Just try a different way, and if we can decipher it, we'll we'll answer it. Yeah, that's on us, not <clears throat> on you. I mean, at the end of the day, there
1: is no bad question, so I don't want anyone feeling bad.
2: Mm. Yeah, it's all good. Um. Okay. Here we go. How does holding yourself back correlate to where you are on the drive to five?
0: Mm. Go ahead, Jeff.
1: How does, where you, how does holding yourself back correlate to where you are in the drive to five? How does holding yourself back correlate to where you are in the drive to five? Yeah, okay, okay. So when you hold yourself back, you're not going to get to the center of drive to five. Because if you're holding yourself back, that means you're not taking action. And if you're not taking action, you're not going to get the humble pie you need or the confidence you need. Here's Here's the quick... Answer when you go take a new action It will either go better or worse than you thought and then you'll either get humble pie or more confidence So no matter what it'll bring you more to center And so if you are holding yourself back This is what a lot of people do And this is honestly what i'm trying to do in my coaching is just break people out of this middle ground where they're thinking about Something but never taking action because once it's almost like you're stuck there You can sit there and think you're an athlete all day and maybe that's true relative to where you used to be But until you go and actually get on the field You're not gonna be able to manifest that into reality and you're not gonna get the humble pie you need or the confidence you need It's it's these self-fulfilling prophecies of what I think And then you don't actually get it into the physical reality unless you actually take the action So the, the answer to this question is you have to take action If you want to stay centered in the drive to five and honestly Whenever i've not taken action in any arena i've always gotten A lot of humble pie um for me So that means I tend to be over versus someone who doesn't take action and then Does take action ends up going better than they thought they most likely are under And so we all have a home but it depends on the arena. I've seen people who are on the low end of drive to five that get really arrogant once they're successful. So you got to be really careful of of this whole process.
0: I I use this analogy at my first, the first ever speech at uh, Confident Women Consortium, where I was talking about fear. And you can think of this as any anything that you're holding yourself back with. And I said, you have to think of it, fear becomes a fence. And we walk up to the fence and we look on the other side and we say, there's a lot of cool stuff over there. They had a really cool sunset. There's a hot dog stand for you and I, Alan, in an outburger, Burger, whatever it may be. Oh, yeah. But the, the problem is your fears become the thing that stops you from actually getting on the other side of the fence and experiencing all those things. And whatever it is that's holding you back most likely is imaginary. So Alan and I tomorrow will be getting on a flight at seven in the morning. I don't want to. I already. Ha- I told Alan, I was like, I'm super anxious. I already have all the travel feels. I still got to pack. We're going to go to the airport, all that happy jazz but for the longest time, the the only thing that was holding me back was me. I was convinced that my fear was, it was a hard no. You can't do this. It's not possible. Bad things are going to happen. Where, to Alan's point, when I started to do it, it, it was surprisingly better. So usually, we're the thing that's holding ourselves back. In some way, shape, or form. It's just lack of awareness. It's just lack of action. It's lack of humility. It's lack of reflection. But to Alan's point, yeah, it's it really is... When you try something new, you get new feedback. And when you try something new, you get new awareness. And when you get new awareness, you have a new opportunity. At least you have a different perspective. But a lot of us, we're stopping ourselves by saying, I can never do that because. And to Alan's point, that's a self-fulfilling prophecy. Because I never do this, I never get the results I actually want. It's this weird paradox. Hi, my name's John Larito, and I just wanted to uh, give a big shout-out to Kevin Palmieri. I had uh, reached out to him. He had been referred to me when I had shared with a friend of mine some interest in uh, doing a podcast, and he said, you've got to use Kevin, he's fantastic. He's the best around, he'll get you started and off the ground and and uh, soaring high. Uh, Kevin was phenomenal in terms of leading me through the whole process, and not just easy to work with, but really, really knows his stuff. So whether you're looking for somebody to, to help you and get you started, or somebody, as I've done, where I'm putting it entirely in his hands because I've got total trust and confidence in him, any of those ends of the spectrum,
2: you're going to have a lot of success and a lot of fun working with Kevin. Trust me. Thanks. How can you tell if the people in your life are holding you back?
0: Oh, goodness.
1: Uh, I think intuitively you know, but I would say whenever you try to go and do something that is outside of what they do, you'll notice their reaction. I, I, I... I call these the compliance people. So, so people when you don't comply, and I do this in my coaching all the time. So imagine this. Imagine there's a whiteboard. I pulled it up on Zoom. And for those of you who are just audio, I'll, I'll articulate this. I say, if you comply with what they believe you should do, yes, then positive reaction. If you do not comply with what they believe you should do, then lash back. Some subtle lashback, joke at your expense, disagreement, argument, anger, whatever, frustration. You have to watch how people react when you do something that's different than what they believe you should do. And if they can't, if they react really negatively whenever you go outside of what they believe you should do, or aka outside of what they thought of you, the identity, the box. So, for example, I have a Kevin and I went to the same high school, and in high school, I was the smart kid, quote-unquote, and he was the jock. He was an all-star baseball player. There's a lot of people in our high school that I guarantee you still see us that way unconsciously. It's very hard to break out of that. I remember I played pickup basketball with someone I hadn't seen in a decade, and I was a stronger basketball player than this person but in high school he was an all-star basketball player so everyone still saw him as better than me and i remember i being i was really frustrated with that honestly because i was lights out three-pointers like i was better than him but no one could see past the old perception because they have 4 years of high school where he was awesome in high school but then a decade later things change right so it's it's very important to understand how others react when you break out of the box they've put you in and you got to be really observant of like because they can be really sneaky with it, too. Th- those, those kidney punches, so to speak, that come when you don't comply are very, very sneaky. And they're not even aware that they're
0: doing it. It's just fear running them. I think you've got to be very, very like painfully logical. And I would say write down five pieces or five types of value that this person adds to your life. And then write down five pieces of value that they require or they take from your life. And then see the score. I really think that's what it is because if somebody's not propelling you forward, they're, they're most likely holding you back. So you have to ask yourself, what is, why is this person in my life? Again, are the people in your life, the best from your past or the best for your future? Is this person in my life because they've always been, or are they in my life because they actually serve a purpose? That's really the question. And again, I understand it's personal when it's people, but you have to think, you don't hang on to things that no longer serve a purpose. It just is that way. That's just the way it is. If you have something in your house that no longer serves a purpose, you probably get rid of it because if not, it's taking up space or potential for something else to fill. Uh, To Alan's point, most of us know. But I would say that. What are the five most valuable pieces of of this person, what are the five things that I dislike or the five things that bleed me, five things that feed me, five things that bleed me. There's a lot of ways you can go, but you just have, the, have to have the courage to be logical and really sit with it. And it's painful. It, it sucks, but it you'll suck. be grateful you did it. Last one. Be quick. Lightning round.
2: Does lack of clarity on my goals hold me back? <laughs> Definitely. So,
1: it's clarity on these things it's the i talked about this earlier who what when where why and how who are you why are you doing what you're doing what do you want to achieve when do you want to achieve it aka gold deadlines you know how are you going to actually achieve it who what when where why i always miss one how i already said how who what when where, where why how where 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 do you want to live where do you want to achieve it um where are you gonna meet this person? Where are you gonna do it? Instagram, Facebook, LinkedIn, podcasting, right? That kind of thing. Who, what, when, where, why. It's so interesting. I'll go really quick, lightning round. I thought about this recently. Okay, you gotta know your nouns, persons, places, things, and ideas, and you gotta know your who, what, when, where, why, and how. We learned this stuff when we were kids, and again, I don't know if everybody did, but in in, you know, Kevin and I certainly did it white in middle school when we were there together. And it's still the same questions. We're all adults. Like, how well do you know all of those answers? The, the persons, right? Who you spend time with. That's the who. What? What do you want to achieve? So yes, clarity is critical. Way underestimated. Way underestimated. One of our superpowers is we just have a lot of clarity because we both had a near-death experience. And after that, it was just like all about clarity for like years. I mean, we used to talk about clarity every other episode. It wasn't every other yeah. episode, but it was at least once a week. And we went to an event and there was an assessment prior to this event and clarity. We were very high in, and that was even way back then. So we're still benefiting. Yes. Clarity,
0: clarity, clarity, very important. There's clarity. So I think Alan answered the question wonderfully. There's clarity in action. There's, there's clarity in you moving. There's clarity in trying new things. The only wrong answer is to do nothing and wait. I won't say the only wrong answer, but I would say, yeah, Yeah. just because you're not clear, doesn't mean you can't get out there and try stuff. Because again, Every input is going to create something within you that's going to shift. You might not find the answer, but you might find 15 things you don't want to do. One of my saving graces now looking back is the fact that between 16 and 25, I did like eight jobs, and I hated all of them except for the one that I got, that final one, and then I ended up hating that one, and now I love what I do. So there's no questions now of, "Ah, I wonder if I would like this better. There's (laughs) There's a lot of clarity in action, so I would say that's a... That's a good thing to to try. Well Alan, you want to well talk about uh, the Next Level Hope Foundation. Go on.
1: I do, I do. All right, December 18th, we're having a Next Level Hope Foundation holiday event. So the Next Level Hope Foundation is there to help single parents with children and kevin and i both had single parents we understand the challenges of it we were kids with single parents and so we want to create a foundation that really helps them around the holidays and father's day for obvious reasons because we both grew up without fathers so december 18th we rented out the ymca there's two ways you can contribute one if you are a single parent with children uh rsvp in the greater worcester area come join us we'd love to have you and if you know anyone else who's a single parent as well please bring them Uh, if you are not geographically within the greater Worcester area and you're not going to be around, you can donate. We're only 150 bucks away from our goal. And honestly, when this airs, I know we're live right now, but when this does air, it might be, uh, we might be over goal, but we're matching up to $500. So we're only 150 bucks away from goal. Two people donated this weekend. So every little bit helps. I don't care if it's $5. Uh, we really appreciate it.
0: And in the spirit of, we very rarely, we try to ask for very little, but since we are asking, we also have a course on our website that is completely free for you. You can download it, you can take the worksheets, you can share it with your friends. It's definitely worth its value, or it's definitely worth its price, because it's priced at $0. So it's way more valuable than $0. That's for sure. What do you think about that? And it starts with clarity, which does, was one of the questions. It with clarity. Starts The with five clarity. C's. Mm -hmm. The five C's. Next Level Nation, thank you, as always, for tuning in. Brandon, thank you. Alan, thank you. As always, at NLU, we do not have fans. We have family. We will talk to you all tomorrow. Please reach out. See you next week. Thanks for joining us for another episode of Next Level University. We love connecting with the Next Level family.
1: We mean it when we say family. If you ever need anything, please reach out to us directly. Everything you need to get a hold of us is in the show notes. Thank you again,
0: and we will talk to you tomorrow.